happening? What is going on? Welcome into the Buff Station Podcast. Appreciate you joining us this week, where it is just me. Just me this week. No Jared, no Ryan. Now, they're out for different reasons. Ryan's on assignment, as they say, right? Taking care of some stuff, doing some work. Jared's in Hawaii, so I can't wait to hear some stories, Some see him come back. You know, he's probably going to have a nice little tan. We're getting the rain here in Colorado right now, but uh, anyway, just me today. And I got to say, this this is eerily similar to my radio days. Uh, for a long time there, I did radio uh, afternoon drive all by myself. I was in a studio for three hours, and uh, it's kind of lonely like that in here. I'm not going to... Not going to sugarcoat it. It's a little lonely today. But either way, let's talk some Buffs football. we got a lot of positives to go over, right? We'll talk about last week's 27-24 win at Arizona State. Go over some Buffs news. And, of course, break down CU and Stanford this Friday night, 8 p.m. at Folsom Field. But let's start off last week. Buffs get the close, probably too close, uh, 27-24 win at Arizona State. Shadur Sanders, 26 of 42 for 239 yards and one touchdown. And what's interesting, you still look at the completion percentage, which, which was not great that game. Total yards. And Shadur still top 10 in the country for, like, most of these really important stats. But either way, you know, the Buffs let Arizona State hang in there. And Coach Prime, after the win, was not happy. Now, this is a new thing for CU football, right? Winning a game and being disappointed the way it goes or the way it went. But that's how Coach Prime felt. Uh, this this uh, clip we're going to play right now, this was how Coach Prime opened the press conference following the Arizona State win. Thank you all for being here. Uh, God bless you. Appreciate everything. Uh, wonderful win. Playing like hot garbage, you know. I'm trying to figure this out. Sick of it. I really am. I'm, I'm sick of uh, us coming out here and putting forth the effort we put forth in the first half. We've, we've flipped practices. We've, we've had really uh, diligent meetings, and we're trying to figure this out. Trying to figure this out because I'm sick of it. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm I'm happy about the win, but I'm not happy in the fashion that we we wanted in. We're better than that. All right, so that's uh, that's Coach Prime, you know, and that's unedited. That's how he started the press conference, really setting the tone for how to approach this week. And I like this because it's it's totally different. It's a brand new thing for Colorado and, and Buffs fans, but this is what it takes. You know, this is the mentality you have to have if you're going to be winning games. But overall. I mean, I kind of agree with that. The stats were not fantastic last week. The Buffs were outgained 392 to 295, almost 100 yards. Uh, Passing yards, Arizona State had 335 to the Buffs 239. And rushing yards, Arizona State had 57 to the Buffs 56. Pretty pathetic rushing performance from both teams last week. So um, Arizona State won all of those, you know, stat battles, as you might say. So I understand where Coach Prime's coming from. He wants to see a different product on the field, and you win. I guarantee this. If the Buffs lose looking the right way or the way Coach Prime wants, he's going to be happy about it. He's not. This, this isn't all results-based, as we see on the wins and losses. It's both. You want to look good. You want to win. You want to dominate. And the Buffs just kind of skated by. So I understand where he's coming from. Um, very similar story, though, for both teams, Arizona State and Colorado. Mistakes, 
missed opportunities, couldn't rush the ball, found success in the air. It was really, honestly, quite similar for for both teams. Mentioned Shadur's numbers. Uh, not a great showing from the running backs. Once again, Anthony Hankerson led the team with 10 carries, 58 rushing yards. Actually, he had a pretty decent day, right? 5.8 on the ground. That's not too bad. But uh, Dylan Edwards kind of held up seven carries for 16 yards. And Shadur, 11 carries, 17 yards. I, I'm pretty sure they factor in uh, sacks with some of that stuff. But either way. As we mentioned, 30 carries, 56 yards. That's not good. That's 1.9 yards on the ground. Have to see some improvement there. Well, I don't know. Like, Do we have to see improvement there, or do the Buffs just have to start doing something differently and not running it 30 times a game? Now, let's also not ignore that Shadori had 11 of those carries, but the po- you get the point here, right? Maybe the Buffs need to really lean into this idea that the offensive line is not going to run up or is not going to line up and gain these running backs five yards a carry. Right, we don't have the. Well, I was going to say we don't have the running back talent to to just give to the running back and let him do his work, but I don't know one team in the country that does that. Right, you, it's a combination. You have to have a really good offensive line and running backs that can get the job done. As a matter of fact, this week in some press conferences, Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, said he feels like the best group of players right now on the team is the running backs. The running back room is the most talented right now, according to Coach. So. It, it, this is an offensive line issue, but this team, I think, needs to, and we'll talk about this as we kind of break down the offensive game plan for Stanford. I think Sean Lewis needs to really, really lean in more to this using the passing game, short passing game, as an extension of the running game. You know, I know Dylan Edwards had seven carries last week, three catches. I almost think that should be switched. I think you should target, 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 short catches, short catches, short catches out of the backfield for Dylan, kind of like you did week one, weeks one and two. Right, they worked a lot against TCU and Nebraska. I understand you have to shift the way you play. Teams are going to prep for what you do. There's game plans, there's schemes, that kind of stuff. But I think that's what needs to happen moving forward, just to, to see two things. One, this offense have a little bit more production overall. But two, that will naturally open things up in the middle of the field and make it a little bit easier relatively for these running backs to uh, to do their work. But um, receiving-wise, let's see here. Leading the team last week, Javon Antonio, five catches, 81 yards. Jimmy Horn, five catches, 49 yards. Uh, Michael Harrison, six catches, 36 yards. The only touchdown coming from uh, Javon Antonio. Uh, Xavier Weaver, not a huge uh, weapon in the passing game. Two catches for 17 yards. But remember, Xavier Weaver did have that one rushing touchdown from the one-yard line, the uh, the jet sweep. So overall, like I said, 27-24, not a fantastic showing. You'd prefer that if the Buffs are taking these steps, they would do a little bit better against teams like Arizona State, who, according to the sports betting market and a lot of advanced stats, they're right around like the 100 to 105 range in the, in the nation for rankings. The Buffaloes, even without Travis Hunter, probably closer to the 60 to 70 range. So... I think that was, I agree with coach, you know, you want, look, uh, we haven't had a whole lot of winning here lately. So I think we can all collectively agree. Awesome job. Good win. You like that big green W on the schedule instead of that red L that feels nice. But the way that that the buffs go about their work, you know, if you're out there saying, if if you heard the interview or you read an article and you're saying, Oh, come on, coach prime. Why don't you enjoy the win? Get off these kids. I don't think that's the mentality that we need as Buffs fans, and I don't think that you're ready for what's going to happen in the very near future in this program. But overall, 27-24 win last week. Buffs get the job done, but not in the best fashion. All right, let's move on to some CU football news. A couple, th- a couple things to go over this week. Let's start off here, because this is the most important, most exciting. Travis Hunter should return this week. We've been waiting now several weeks for this to happen. 
And this is a big, big deal. In in the nation, Travis Hunter is the single most valuable player that's not a quarterback. He does so much for this team. Look, I don't need to tell all you how, how valuable he is, how important he is. Offense, defense, he helps his team mentally get ready. For, you know, it's very different when your best player goes out. It's a different mental approach. So Travis coming back, if he does, is going to be so big for this team. Personally, you know, it's like, does he need to come back in Stanford? Should we rest him against Stanford? And then you get the bye week after Stanford. So it's two additional weeks of rest. But hey, if the kids, if, if Travis Hunter is 100% or 95% wants to play, you know, who am I? <laughs> who am I? Right in a, in a podcast studio to tell him not to. So that's exciting, though. We'll watch. Coach Prime said, "Hey, it's it's a tremendous chance he'll be back this week." So that's exciting. Uh, other Buffs news. How about this? This is uh, some feel good news here. Baylor transfer wide receiver Jalen Ellis. Right, so he's on the Buffs now. Transfer from Baylor. He was hiking in the Boulder area last week, and he saved a dog and a cat. How about this? He found. <laughs> You know, I kind of feel like this is the more like a morning news segment. You know, the the morning news, like the 10 a.m. Uh, news, where they're like, "Okay, let's let's bring in Mary to show us how to make her favorite roast beef sandwich." But after we go to John with the squirrels at the st- you know with the birds at the zoo. <laughs> That's kind of what this is, right? Uh, and look, it's, it's it's awesome because it's a it's a feel good story. It's just funny it made its way into the show. But anyway, Jalen Ellis, he was hiking. He saw a stray dog and cat. And he helped him out. He brought him home. He bathed them, took him to the, the Humane Society or you know, local animal rescue shelter up there in Boulder. And uh, the cat, he ended up, uh, they ended up taking the cat in, the rescue shelter, taking the cat. And then Jalen actually kept the dog. So he's got a new dog, the one he rescued, and uh, saved the dog and the cat's life on a, on a hike. So that's pretty cool, right? A little feel-good news there for the buffs. It's been, it's been a lot of good, good stories this year. Just add add to it with a story about Jalen Ellis saving a dog and a cat. Love that. Uh, other CU news. This is this is awesome. So I really like trading cards. I have been collecting trading cards more and more lately, and I've been doing all the sports. I have like football or uh, NFL. I have a lot of college football trading cards because what you'll find in the Panini sets is um, NFL players. They'll retroactively go back and make their college cards once they're in the NFL or once they graduate, but. Obviously, NIL is leading towards players having their own cards in college. And the Buffs have uh, trading cards that are now available for everyone to purchase. I saw that they're definitely right now in stock, available at Mike's Stadium Sports Cards in Colorado. That's Mike's Stadium Sports Cards. You can find CU football cards there, but they should be available much wider very soon. So exciting that you can buy all your favorite players' jerseys, trading cards. I mean, NIL is doing so much good thing for these kids, and it's helping us fans out too. We get to connect more, buy more cool merchandise, and uh, do more very fun things like this. So uh, trading cards available now. Uh, The one place I know they definitely are, Mike's Stadium Sports Cards. And then finally in CU News, Friday is a gold rush. 8 p.m. kickoff on ESPN. uh, Stanford at Colorado. Again, 8 p.m. kickoff on ESPN. Friday is a gold rush, so try and wear gold. I know it's one of the colors we don't have a ton of, or most of us. It's a lot easier for the blackout. We've all got our black buffs gear, right? And same thing for the white last week. It's like, really? How many people out there have a white buffs shirt? But anyway, it's a gold rush. Wear your gold. Friday night, 8 p.m. And I did see this. Uh, one more thing to, to wrap this up before we get on to CU Stanford next week 
is I was going on just looking, browsing the CU website for different stuff, getting ready for the show. And I saw an article they had, how to get game day ready. And I was just interested. I wanted to see what CU put up for how to get game day ready. And on there, they have a YouTube video for how to learn the fight song, which I think is a great idea. If you're going to the game, you don't know the fight song, you know, you want to learn it somehow. YouTube video is obviously a very good way to do that. But the the video that, that they chose to put up was horrible for learning the fight song. I think if you're going to learn a song, it should be sort of in the style of uh, like a karaoke where the words light up as the song goes, you can sing along. That's not how this was at all. The band was playing. You know, it goes obviously, fight, see you down the field, see you must win. Right, that's how it starts. The band plays that, but the words were like, fight, see you down. And then a second later, the field, see you must. And I'm going, no one's going to learn this. If you don't know the fight song, this is a terrible video for this. How how does stuff from schools and student committees always end up so cringy like this? And why isn't anyone saying anything? So anyway, I just wanted to put that. I just noticed that. I was wondering, have any of you noticed this? Have any of you, any of you seen this? Because I don't know. I feel like less and less people know the fight song these days. And if you want more people to learn it, that video is not going to teach anyone. So let's move along. Move along to uh, the game this weekend. But first, uh, if you own a business or know anyone who owns a business and want to make the most of your dollars, check out Fiverr.com and start considering hiring freelance workers. Freelancers are very interesting. I think that business owners are starting to understand freelancers are more and more valuable because you're going to get great work done, high quality work for a fraction of the cost. You'll get going through some company where there's a heavy overhead and you're paying a bunch of unnecessary fees. So trust freelancers, right? Here at Woos Media, Woos Media is the company who hosts this uh, podcast. We've used freelancers from everything from graphic design to website building. It's really worth it. And if you want to save a lot of money on your first experience, click the link in the show notes, right? Just find Fiverr in the show notes, click that link, sign up, and you're going to get a huge discount on your first freelance experience. That's Fiverr.com. Use the link in the show notes to save today. All right, let's get on to it. Colorado hosting Stanford this uh, Friday night. This is a Friday night game, eight o'clock kickoff on ESPN. Wear your gold. As we said, it is a gold rush. Colorado hosting Stanford. All right, let's start off with some overall rankings. Let's go national rankings for these categories. Colorado's, uh, excuse me, let's just start off with passing yards per game. Just both offenses, passing yards per game. Colorado, eighth in the country. Stanford, 106th in the country. Rushing yards per game, CU, 122nd in the country. Stanford, 72nd in the country. Opponent passing yards per game, Colorado's 125th in the country. Stanford is 128th. And uh, opponent rushing yards per game, CU, 89th in the country. And Stanford, 48th in the country. So, Obviously, Stanford wants to run the ball and stop the run. That is their MO. Uh, Some quick FEI rankings. I like these because these are efficiency rankings that account for everything. So it adjusts for your opponents you've played. It's a very good way to compare teams on an even level. This is how we can compare Alabama and Middle Tennessee and Colorado, right? On a very even playing field. In those rankings, Colorado ranks 53rd offensively and 103rd defensively. Stanford ranks 96th offensively and 99th defensively. So, look, if you if you divide everything based on CU offense, CU defense, Stanford offense, Stanford defense, I think the one kind of group here who will have success will be Colorado's offense. So let's start there. CU's offense against Stanford's defense. Yards per game, just pure yards per game. CU, 42nd in the country. Stanford is allowing... 
Uh, and in terms of yards allowed per game, Stanford is 113th in the country. So again, yards per game, Colorado, 42nd. Yards allowed per game in the country, Stanford, 113th. I believe the Buffs' offensive uh, advantages are going to come on the outside this game. I think if you look at the backfield receivers, who we have, and then who Stanford's got on the outside, and those are go- who are going to be covering our, our backs, our tight ends, our receivers, there is going to be a mismatch, I believe, that we're going to notice early in this game in those areas. Uh, overall, in the country, Stanford is grading as a team 118th in pass coverage. Now, that's an efficiency grade. It's, it's adjusted 118th in the country in pass coverage efficiency. I don't think Stanford has a lot of speed, a lot of size. By the way, they're the only Power 5 team that, or, or excuse me, the only Power 5 team worse than Stanford in pass coverage is Arizona at 123rd in the country. So I just think that this is where the Buffs find success. You look at Jimmy Horn, Xavier Weaver, Dylan Edwards, Tra- Travis Hunter coming back this week. I see speed and athleticism that could give the Buffs a real edge on the outside. On top of that, Colorado, as we mentioned, ninth in the country in passing yards per game. And even more impressive than that, Shadur Sanders is 10th in the country in completion percentage, and he's attempted the third most passes. So let's put all this together. Let's contextualize all this. Okay, Shadur Sanders has been the number one most sacked quarterback in the Power Five. He's thrown the third most passes in college football behind schools like you know, Middle Tennessee and Temple, who just throw it a comedic amount. So he's sacked the most, he's thrown the third most passes, and he's still 10th in the country in completion percentage? This is crazy. I don't think we understand, and maybe we, maybe a lot of you out there do, but we all appreciate and love the fact that Coach is here and Shadur is a good, a good quarterback, but I think it may be underrated how good Shadur is. I think he's elite. He's so, so good, and we need to start appreciating that a lot more. What he's doing is talked about a lot, but I think it needs to be talked about even more. Very impressive what our quarterback is doing this year. So, obviously, a big chunk of this handicap comes down to, or, you know, this this game preview comes down to, can Stanford get to Shador? Can this defensive line or front seven pressure Shador and, and get to him? Because, obviously, that's happened a lot this year for the Buffs. I think Stanford could be able to. You know, they had, they're averaging two sacks a game. They're definitely getting home but they only have two total sacks in their last three games. So, you know, I think against inferior competition, Stanford did a little bit better, but where do we put Colorado's offensive line in that competition? You know, I certainly don't think it's 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 amazing compared to who they played this year. So so that's something to watch. But I think a lot of the a lot of the decisions of like or a, a lot of the I think it's a big factor, right? This game comes down to how good can the offensive line deal with Stanford's defensive line? I think if Shadur's got time, he's going to carve this defense up. And remember, Pro Football Focus, who is it's a good analytics website for the NFL and college, Pro Football Focus grades Stanford's uh, uh, pass rush at 126 in the country. So we're talking about a team that has the 118th pass coverage, 126th pass rush, you know, this this could be the game. I think this could and maybe should be the game where the offensive line finds their way. You know, with that, if Shador has time, he could have a very, very big Friday night. I don't think the running game is going to be super effective. And I don't, I'm not just saying that because the Buffs haven't been great out of this year. This isn't the team or the matchup where you just start running the football, in my opinion. So 
as I mentioned earlier, I want to see a lot of passes, use those short passes as an extension of the running game, go fast, go vertical. I believe CU can have success moving the ball. As long as it's not a physical rush fest, I think that we're going to score some points on, on Friday night. So exciting things, I believe, coming from this Colorado offense. All right, let's switch sides of the ball, get to CU's defense against the Stanford offense. Remember, if you want to bet these games, and if you want to bet these games with no risk, check out betteredge.com. That's right, the risk, the vig, that daunting house tax that none of us can beat, they've gotten rid of it at Better Edge. Now, it's a little different. It's not like a classic sportsbook experience. It's more of a social media platform where you can legally bet, but I guarantee you, everyone out there is going to enjoy it because you're going to win more when you win and lose less when you lose. Stop having those co- those awkward conversations once a month with your wife about losing money. Start losing nothing and having as much fun betting sports you love with Better Edge. It's betteredge.com. Put in promo code BUFFS for a free 20 bucks. You don't have to deposit a dime. So if you go to betteredge.com, put in promo code BUFFS to give you a free 20, see how you like betting, VIG free. Let's get to it. Colorado's defense against Stanford's offense. I think what we're going to, what we should expect is very similar to what we talked about on the other side of the football. I think the Colorado Buffaloes find success and find an advantage on the outside. These receivers against our cornerbacks, these running backs against our, our safeties and linebackers, I do believe there is an advantage to be had on the outside. Very similar to the offense, right? Now, in terms of yards per game in the country, Stanford is 100th in terms of gaining, right, yards per game, and Colorado's defense is 123rd in yards allowed per game. So again, Stanford's offense, 100th, Colorado's defense, 123rd in yards allowed. And as we mentioned, Stanford has really struggled to throw the football. They're 106th in the country in passing yards per game, and I think we know why. They don't have a quarterback. They they run a two-quarterback system. They do, seriously. Number eight, Justin Lampson, and number 14, Ashton Daniels, they're splitting carries. They're splitting reps. Uh, Lampson, Justin Lampson, number eight, he leads the team in carries with 60. And the next in carries has 29 on the team. Let me repeat that. Quarterback, Justin Lampson, number eight, leads the team in carries with 60. The next leading rusher on the team has 29 carries. Guess who that next rusher is? It's the other quarterback. <laughs> so Stanford is not a stand. This is not your, your grandpa Stanford. Right? This is not a Stanford who wants to line up, play hard-nosed football and run it. They want to do a lot with their quarterbacks, and they don't know which quarterback they should go to. Lampson is... So let's talk about Lampson, the leading rusher. When he passes... He's 30 of 61, no touchdowns, one pick. And then Ashton Daniels, the other quarterback, who has the 29 carries, he's 48 of 80, three touchdowns, two picks. I mean, they're both combining for under 50% completion percentage. This is pathetic. And on top of that, no running back stands out. No receiver really stands out. I mean, they have four running backs to contribute. A lot who do a little, no one great. You know, the, the, Their tight end, best uh, Benjamin Userek. I would say number 84, probably their top target. I don't know. He's got 227 yards in six games. I, I guess that would be their top target if you had to pick one. On the outside, Eric uh, A.U. Maynar. I'm not sure, number 13. He's done okay this year, along with uh, Moody Rubin, number zero. So those are two receivers, right? Number 13, number zero on the outside. But overall, I mean, I'm going to come back to this. Nothing stands out to me that says, whoa, watch out, Buffs, watch out in the skill positions. I think the Buffs should have a giant advantage, both offense and defense. 
on the outside. And let's keep in mind, Travis Hunter should be back this week. If Travis Hunter's back, this is all, I mean, I don't want to say guaranteed, but think about how we've looked the last couple weeks, and then you put an elite, one of the best cornerbacks in the country in, things are going to change. Things are going to look a lot different, and that's on top of the mismatches we already talked about. Now, Travis Hunter coming back is a, is a big deal this week. But even, again, let's pretend like Travis isn't coming back this week. I think the Buffs still have an advantage on the outside. You add Travis, and uh, it's that much better for CU. Uh, this defensive line for the Colorado Buffs, will they find success against Stanford offensive line, uh, against Stanford's offensive line? I'm not so sure. Stanford is 76th in the country in rush blocking efficiency, and they are 121st in pass blocking efficiency. Again, I'll repeat that. Stanford is 76th in rush blocking efficiency and 121st in pass blocking efficiency. Colorado's defense in those stats, 111th in rush defense, 81st in the pass rush. So I do think this clearly could be a mismatch. This is where Stanford is going to want to find their success. I guarantee it. The Cardinal are going to want to come in here and run the football. Eat up clock, keeps you on the sideline. I guarantee that is a giant part of Stanford's game plan. And it has been all year. This is what they've done all season long. They want to line up. They want to run the football. They want to get their quarterbacks, you know, not in space necessarily because they're so athletic, but they want to use their quarterbacks in the running game. That's what we should expect. And if Stanford, if they win this game, I'll have my prediction coming up here in a few minutes. But if Stanford, if Stanford wins this game, it will be because they chewed clock, ran for five, six, seven yards of carry, and dominated the time of possession. That, to me, is the path to victory for Stanford. Now, I don't think they're going to get there easily, but that's how I think, or what I think they're going to want to do. Uh, now, this CU defense, clearly, in my opinion, has improved. You look at the overall advanced stats, we've gone from the hundreds to the mid-50s. You look at sacks per game, same thing, in the mid-90s to the mid-50s. The buffs are now at 2.3 sacks per game, You know, finding a way to get home. And this defensive line, you know, they've shot up to 89th overall in uh, rushing yards allowed per game. And you (laughs) may say, wait, they shot up to 89th overall? Yes, they were like 120th just a few weeks ago. So I'm actually seeing improvements with this defense. I'm actually seeing improvements with this defensive front seven. Can they stop the rush? Can they contain Stanford this game? Big question, big ask in this situation. Uh, My last note here before I get on to my keys to the game on both sides of the football, I just don't think Travis should be used a ton. Now, this is pure me talking. Not I'm not educated about what's going on with Travis. Uh, how is he doing? How What's the update? What's the injury like? I don't know. It's just my pure instinct where I go, let's be easy with him this week. You know, let's not, let's not get too crazy initially. It's Stanford. We should be okay. Let's get through this unscathed. Get to the bye week. And... Uh, Make sure these buffs are healthy heading into the to the end of the season. So that's what I think about that. Uh, last note there. So anyway, keys to the game. Let's get to my keys to the game. Every week, I like to, to isolate three very important keys and make them specific for this game. And I really put a lot of, a lot of thought into this. So I like to you know, do a deep dive on these teams replying and see what it's going to take for us to get the win. So I have three keys to the game this week. Let's start off with number one. Keep Shador clean. And this isn't specific for this game, but the rest of the season. The Buffs simply can't have this style where Shador is getting beat up like he is. I don't think it's sustainable. And when Shador and, and, and Dad and Shiloh have this talk at the end of the year 
about whether Shador is going to come back or go to the NFL, this is a huge part of it. And now I know the Buffs are going to try and reload on the offensive line, get some transfers, so on and so forth. But it needs to be considered. I mean, he's getting beat up this year. So this first key, keeping Shador clean, isn't just for this game. It's for the season. It's for setting him up and this team up for success. But in this matchup, I think if Shador has time, he's going to do a lot of damage. You know, these receivers can get open. They will get open. And the buffs, for sure, can get back to moving the ball like we saw in the first couple of weeks where, where things came a lot easier for this offense. So again, if Shador is clean, the buffs can move the ball, the buffs can score. And I think we're going to be set up uh, set up very nice heading into the bye week. So key number one, keep Shador clean, big for this game, even bigger for the season. Key number two, sell out to stop the rush. As we mentioned, I think this is on the outside, guarding their receivers, guarding their skill positions is where we've got the advantage, okay? I think this is the this is the game where Colorado can get aggressive, blitz, bring safeties down, play linebackers on the line of scrimmage, dare Stanford to beat you through the air. This should be the number one approach to the game for CU's defense. For Stanford to beat you through the air. Now, the pass rush and general D-line, like I mentioned, they have been getting better, okay? But this, I think this cannot be a game. This cannot be a game that we see regression. This has to be a game where we see some progress in this area, right? So I think stopping Stanford, it's, it's easier said than done. Stanford knows what they're doing in the running game. But I just don't believe this can be a game where Stanford runs for seven yards of carry and the Buffs have great success. You've got to stop Stanford running the football. Don't let them bleed this thing out. And, you know, this is two teams with two different philosophies. Stanford wants to go slow, run the ball. Colorado wants to go fast, throw the ball. So what do you do? You give your offense the ball, make quick work of their of uh, your defensive possessions, and I think you do that by selling out to stop the rush. So what if they get a couple chunk plays? So what if they hit a couple long passes? It's not going to be consistent enough to beat the Buffs over 60 minutes. That's what I think, right? Dare them to beat you late. Play one-on-one on the outsides with Travis and whoever's going to be on the other side. You know, have your safeties do what they do best and stop the rush. So that's my second key to the game. So, so far, number one, keeps your door clean. Number two, sell out to stop the run. And number three, I know this may sound ambiguous, but I think it's, it's, it's right on here. Do the little things right, okay? And this, this comes down to getting enough guys on the field for special teams. Stupid stuff like this. Kicking the ball out of, out of the end zone. I heard Coach say that in his post-game press conference when he was all pissed off last time. He's like, can we do one thing right? I mean, why does every other team in the country have kickers who just go out, kick it out of the end zone? And our kickers just kick it to the 20. What, what is going on here? So everything, the little things, right? No stupid timeouts. No, no, no wasting timeouts to figure things out. This should be a game where Colorado writes some wrongs, right? This should be a game where the buffs reset. We see this, honestly, all the time, several weeks in the year, every football season. We see good teams take opportunities like this and hit the reset button, adjust and fix what's been hurting them. All the time this happens. Good teams use games to solidify and improve moving forward. It's not always just about you improving practice and then everything's stagnant during the week. You want to be improving day by day by day, including on game day. So using this game against Stanford as an opportunity for the Buffs to practice what they can do, get better, stopping the stopping the rush, 
potentially maybe running the ball on offense, even though I think throwing it's a much better plan. This is the game where you want to do the little things right. So overall, I think those three keys are going to get the Buffs to win, keep Shador clean, sell out to, sell out to stop the rush, and do the little things right. Okay, before we get out of here, we are going to end on a score prediction. Every week we give our prediction in the game in the form of a score. I'm going to go Buffs win this one 44-17. I'm not hopping on any excitement here. I don't think it's 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 pure fandom. I truly believe that the Buffs will have big advantages on the outside, talking about skill positions, both offense and defense. And if this CU defense can effectively stop the run, you're going to put Stanford in a very bad spot because I think Colorado will get their yards. Stanford can't stop this team. I think they don't have the athletes, they don't have the speed. Just over the course of four quarters the Buffs are going to score. So if you can stop Stanford from running the football, the Buffs are going to have a very good chance to come away with a win on Friday night. So I'm going to go 44-17. Buffs get the win. Let's go Buffs. Let's uh, take care of business this Friday night against Stanford. Gold Rush, 8 o'clock ESPN. Let's take care of business. We'll talk to you next week right here on the Buffs Nation Podcast. Podcast.